My name is Claudine Ronquillo, and I'm an animator in the Families of Nazareth movement in Northern Colorado. Thank you for joining me as I continue to read reflections based on the Sunday scriptures prepared by the Families of Nazareth Movement USA. This reflection will be for the second Sunday of Lent, Year B, Sunday, February 25, 2024. We will begin with a prayer that can be used to open or close your reflection time. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dearest Father, your Son tells us, unless you turn and become like children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. I long to be your smallest child. Help me to rediscover you as the one who delights in me, who calls me as his own. My Jesus, you say to us, whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. You are the way to heaven. Thank you for saving me and giving me yourself in the Holy Eucharist. Reactivate the call of my baptism to serve the church in childlike humility, boasting only in God. Holy Spirit, reveal to me my weaknesses that I may seek Jesus' strength. Reveal to me my nothingness that I may await all things from him. Convince me of Jesus' words. What is impossible for human beings is possible for God. Blessed Mother, I entrust my prideful doubt, fear, discouragement, and ingratitude to your intercession so that I will believe as God's beloved child in yours. Ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. We ask this through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with the Father and with and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. That prayer came from the Families of Nazareth USA Summer Retreat, 2010. This week I will be reading from the book, God Alone Suffices, by Swavomir Bila, pages 3 through 7. We will begin our spiritual reflection with a verse from the first reading. This is from Genesis chapter 22, verse 12. Do not lay your hand on the boy, said the messenger. Do not do the least thing to him. I know now how devoted you are to God, since you did not withhold from me your own beloved son. And now I will read from the book, God Alone Suffices. In what or in whom do I place my trust? On what or on whom do I count? These questions lead us to discover the problem of our false reliances. Seeking reliances is what makes us function and live. It is truly the main engine of our endeavors. This tendency is so intense in us that we can call it the greed of reliances. We really cannot free ourselves from this tendency because when we lack reliances, it leads to feelings of insecurity and fear and the anxiety of being threatened. 
On top of that, our need for security is one of the most intense human needs. As a result of this need, human beings intensely seek reliances in the realm of material possessions, placing their hope in different forms of riches, whether in the form of discrete ob objects, money, savings, or success in the workplace. For many people, however, the psychological reliances that they find in other people are more important. We know this by the simple fact that we place a great deal of hope in other people, counting on them excessively. Isn't what we seek and desire an illusion? Perhaps this activity of seeking and desiring our reliances becomes just another mirage that endangers us because then we we then fall into the trap of feeling wounded and dis disappointed. At the same time, this hinders us from being united with God. The human tendency to build illusory reliances is amazing. We really do not need much in order to create our own vision of the world, a vision that supposes to back up our plans and concepts. It seems as though we are incapable of existing without some illusory, illusory support. As a people of weak faith, we cannot live without these illusions because we do not believe that God loves us with all our misery. And we cannot stand the truth either about ourselves or about the world that surrounds us. Human beings, greedy because of our restless hearts, constantly want to seek support in things that seem measurable and concrete. In this way, we try to create a material system of security for ourselves. For this reason, we continuously look for acceptance, success, and the expansion of our own abilities. Consequently, in desiring their approval for our own ego, we raise the ego on a pedestal and elevate it to the rank of an idol that demands praise and service. Theoretically, we agree that everything depends on God. In day-to-day -day living, however, we often completely forget this. Only in the light of faith can we see that our reliances on money, material things, the economy, even our good health and our own capabilities become an illusion when we forget that they are meant for God. They are God's gifts that we ought to use according to the intentions of our Creator. We attribute our achievements at work to our own skills and competency. Have we ever thought that we owe all of our successes to our merciful God? Our Lord Jesus Christ through his gratuitous gift of grace, is the one who enables all of our achievements. As long as everything goes according to our wishes, we continue to nourish the illusion about our own capabilities. God will begin to question our illusions. For example, in our work we may encounter a lack of success caused by our limited intellectual capability or by health problems. Then it may seem to us that everything at work is beginning to fall apart. However, the more a human support fails us, the more we are given the chance to think about the world differently by thinking in the category of faith. 
Such experiences are opportunities for us to forsake our sense of security in work and in the money we earn. When God undermines human abilities, he desires to show us that without neglecting our efforts, we should make, excuse me, we should most of all rely on him. There are three references from the Catechism of the Catholic Church for this week. Paragraph 301. With creation, God does not abandon his creatures to themselves. He not only gives them being and existence, but also at every moment upholds and sustains them in being, enables them to act, and brings them to their final end. Recognizing this utter dependence with respect to the Creator is a source of wisdom and freedom of joy and confidence. Paragraph 305 Jesus asked for childlike abandonment to the providence of our Heavenly Father who takes care care of His children's smallest needs. Quote, Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Your Heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be yours as well. End quote. In paragraph 273, only faith can embrace the mysterious ways of God's almighty power. This faith glories in its weakness in order to draw to itself Christ's power. The Virgin Mary is the supreme model of this faith, for she believed that, quote, nothing will be impossible with God, end quote, and was able to magnify the Lord, quote, for he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name, end quote. Three questions for reflection. Question one. During the course of my daily life, In what or in whom do I place my trust? What or whom do I mostly count on? Question 2. How have I considered failed expectations, disappointments and change of plans as opportunities to alter my belief about the world and my own way of thinking about the mercy of God? Question 3. How can the example of Mary's faith by surrendering her own beloved son lead me to embrace her more fully and allow her to draw me to him? A prayer to say after sharing, Thank you, God, for allowing me to see the truth about my weaknesses and how it calls upon the abyss of your merciful love.